So this parable, it's a great parable of the widow and the judge, the unrighteous judge. And um, when I talk about it, oftentimes I talk about it uh, in a way that you can interpret it in two different ways. The first way, which we're not going to focus on, I'll just mention it, is that God is like the widow and we are like the unrighteous judge and God's trying to tell us to repent, 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 and we don't listen. And God tells us to repent so much that in our stubbornness of heart, we finally say, fine, I'll repent. Just because he's so pushy on us. But that's not what we're going to look at today. I just wanted to mention that. Instead, we're going to look at it as it's traditionally interpreted. Okay, it's just kind of clear. Is this lady is coming up to the unrighteous judge because she wants to be vindicated against her enemies. They're giving her a hard time and she wants fairness. She wants justice to her situation. And you saw, you know, that, that agitating, the bothering. And um, the kind of purpose of this parable is seen at the end cap of that first parable. Jesus says, Now, will God not judge in favor of his own people? So there's an unrighteous judge and he's listening. But will God himself not judge also in favor of his own people who cry to him day and night for help? Will he be slow to help them? I tell you, he will judge in their favor and do it quickly. And so it's a consoling message. It's a message of consolation that God's going to respond, right? He's going to give what's due. He's going to give what's fair. So don't lose heart, right? So that's, that's a very traditional understanding of what this parable means. Now there's one line in this parable that seems, it almost seems like the person who was like, you know, translating the Bible or kind of making it all put together, he accidentally put this line here. It seems like it belongs somewhere else. It's kind of random. It's just a, it's a question that Jesus poses and he's like, he says, but will the Son of Man find faith on earth when he comes? And it's almost like, what does that have to do with this like parable? And it's actually pretty clear. This is the very most important line actually because it makes us understand what this parable is really about is about the, the second coming and the judgment. This is when the Son of Man comes. Will he find faith? Why? Because Jesus is suggesting that people are going to reach out in prayer, begging God to vindicate them because of the condition of how things will be at the end. If you look at Matthew 24, you can understand this better. I was looking at the readings throughout the year. I don't think we look at Matthew, we touch Matthew 24 even once. Matthew chapter 24 is a very fun chapter of the Bible I love talking about. Okay, it's a very, very morbid chapter. Uh, so if you're ever feeling sorry for yourself and in a bad mood and you just want to feel sorrow and misery and take out a pint of ice cream and just sit, just open up Matthew 24. It's going to make you feel terrible. Okay? What it's about is a very colorful description of what the end times will look like. And I'm going to reference right now. I'm going to read to you what Jesus says. He says, Then you will be arrested and handed over to be punished and be put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. Many will give up their faith at that time. 
they will betray one another and hate one another. Then many false prophets will appear and fool many people. Such will be the spread of evil that many people's love will grow cold. But whoever holds out to the end will be saved. And so the way Jesus poses the question, but when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? It's almost suggesting the answer. The way he's posing it, the answer is going to be no. That's how he's posing the question. The end times are going to be very bleak. They're going to be very tough. I've, I've read the visionaries and the saints, and they say that Jesus is, is, is longing for the kind of persecution he received by the Pharisees because at least they responded to his message. They rejected it. But people now, their response is cold. They're indifferent. They don't even care anymore. You all know what I'm talking about. The state of the world today is upside down. Even the state of the church. We can be affected. We can be discouraged when we see many people, even within their own church. Look at the bishops in Germany preaching bluntly against the truths of the faith. And it can discourage us. But what did Jesus say? The first line, the first line of the gospel. He says, He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He's saying, just hold on. Will not the Son of Man vindicate you speedily? Will not God respond to you? And that's why he leads into this next parable. It's a very encouraging parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Oftentimes, I mean, we can get, I can get even discouraged. You feel like, you know, like, you look at all these amazing saints walking around the, the, the world barefoot or doing some extraordinary penance, sleeping on a stone bed and all this stuff. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, it's intense. But Jesus points to a person who's so good, but he's full of himself. Jesus is saying, if you feel discouraged, if you feel down, look at this Pharisee. If you feel that way, you're just a little soul. You can't handle all this. All you have to do is look within yourself and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. That person is the one Jesus praised. That's the key. That's the key, guys. This is the, 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 the point of the gospel. Jesus isn't trying to be intimidating or hard-pressed against you. He's just trying to say, I want to be your friend. I want to be close to you. I want to love you. That's it. I just want to be your friend. Just acknowledge, you know, I know you can't do this alone. You can't do this by yourself. It's a tough times that we're in. And don't be discouraged. The times are very unusual. And so this, this, this set of parables are given to us as a great source of encouragement. If you don't feel you can handle, if you feel really low, all you have to do is just acknowledge that. Acknowledge your littleness. God's going to do the rest of the work. Amazing work. He loves working with the littleness. He loves, look how much, God is so funny. If you look at the places where like the great miracles and apparitions take place, like Fatima, it's in the middle of nowhere in Portugal. Lord, you have to go so out of the way to get there. Right, Guadalupe. It's just like all these places, you know, there. God loves working through littleness. He'll work through your littleness. And so we'll use these kind of like um, the stage that the Lord sets 
and he tells us, you know, this is what it's going to look like. Don't be surprised. Don't lose heart. Pray always. Stay firm. Humble yourself and you're going to be fine. It will be tough. The, the hearts and the love of men will grow cold and many will lose their faith. Many will step away. But you hold on. He never changes. He never discourages. He's always there holding us firm. So when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Let's pray that we can hold out and hold true to that. Amen.